0: y'all i'm leslie and i'm laurie and welcome to sumo Sumo kaboom Kaboom. where we talk about all things sumo yeah and this week we are delving into the world of fan events that's right why well Because because
1: there have been Two events recently that have piqued our interest. Yeah. One is the jung which is the regional the regional tour. And the other one is
0: this big fan event that they just had last week. And if you have not been glued to social media like I have, you may have missed them. So I'm going to give you a rundown of what that fan event was all about and the highlights of it. And Les is going to go into the jung and the history of that and why they developed. It's just all about you and your relationship to your favorite wrestler this week. That's right. But first, we're not going to have a newsflash. Oh, oh, <laughs> keeping me on the edge of my seat. I like that.
1: Because most of the newsflash is related to these two events. Oh, even better. Yeah. So, so we're we just are gonna the news. We are the news. So we're just going to jump straight into it. How's that sound? Fantastic. Perfect. had the fun opportunity of kind of doing a little bit of research on the junyo. Now that is spelled J-U-N-G-Y-O. It means basically a regional tour. The junyo started about the time of the Edo period. Big surprise. <laughs>
0: when everything, everything started. Everything
1: happened. Everything was good. Of course it started in the Edo period. And basically what it was is each stable or Ichimon, which is a clan, a family of stables, they all belong to the five basic uh, clans, and they would have their own regional tours. Okay. So in those days, their tour would be a small little group going all around. Now, in today's time, there are over 270 wrestlers, who go on tour, Mm. or I think it's, yeah. And then there's Yobidashi, there's Gyoji. There's just a whole bunch of people that go around with these tours. Now, there are, I think, four tours a year, and they're like everything in Japan, spring, summer, winter, fall. Okay. And they happen in between the six bashos. Okay. Now, with the exception of June being usually a month off, but then if you notice... Social media-wise, in June, that's when a lot of wrestlers announce their marriages or they have wedding parties. You would sometimes occasionally have a June Jung-yo. jung-yo. A, a June, June Jung-yo. June jung Jungyo. Wow, that is
0: difficult to say. A <laughs> June Junyo.
1: But most of the time, there's these four big ones. So what these is- guys and their stables yeah. would, in the old days, travel all around. Yeah, doing what? I'm about to tell you. Okay. Also, around the same time, everybody else might be touring as well. Okay. So another stable in a different Ichimon is touring around in their little small little village or wherever they're going to go. And sometimes a clan would come together and they'd meet up in a certain city. And that would create kind of a fan event you know because the main purpose of these tours in ye old days mm-hmm. they were kind of recruiting events in one way or another but it was really to reach the people who lived outside of the big cities and to be able to showcase sumo to them be a fan appreciation event let the people in the um you know, in the rural areas of Japan, see wrestlers up close and personal. And they would also, in the olden days, actually be housed in people's, private people's homes.
0: In the Edo period? In the
1: Edo period, yeah. Well, that
0: makes sense. They needed a place to stay.
1: Right. But it got to be very expensive. (laughs) Oh, to feed a sumo wrestler, I would imagine. Yes. 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 Like I said, in the old days, it was a way to reach the people who couldn't like read about it, couldn't see it. And it brought sumo to their front door.
0: At least that was the branding
1: of it. That was the branding of it. Okay. And for them, you know, their day would be practicing, you know, in the morning, a normal schedule. But if you happen to run across somebody else's jung-yo, then you might be able to have a, you know, cross stable practice, a joint Keiko. So, It could be beneficial in many different ways. Now, also, one thing that's interesting, and this still holds true today in how they travel, is that the tours go often where the extreme climate is not. So, for instance, in the winter, the tours all go down south to the southern part of the island of Japan. Okay. So they follow the good weather. <laughs> yes. And in the the summer, like after the Nagoya basho, which is super hot, they call it like the stormy basho because all of the... The winners are always wacky because everyone's so hot and it's so miserable that that's the really weird basho. We're like, who knows who's going to win because this heat is so intense. So, after that tour, they head straight up to Hokkaido. So, they go to the top of the, you know, they go to the top of Japan and to kind of escape the heat. And I think it's also.
0: Makes sense.
1: It makes total sense, if especially I was in planet tour. That's exactly how yeah, I would do it. Well, in the old days before air conditioning, like, and you've got a whole bunch of guys,
0: big dudes, big dudes that sweat a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you go up to the mountains when it's hot, right.
1: and a lot of the social media pictures you see today of the guys in tour. It's actually it looks like fun, you know. Each day, you know, they have practices in the morning, but they have chance to sightsee. They have a chance to get in the water and go into the ocean and and um, do all the things of that area. So I think for these guys, when they're practicing in their normal stable, I could imagine how claustrophobic you'd be after doing that for a long time Mm -hmm. and during the tournaments. So the second you can go on tour, it must kind of be like camaraderie yeah but also ah oh, it's nice to get out it's nice to meet people it's nice to be hosted it's nice to be taken care of and Fans come and see you and and uh, be treated like local celebrities, which they are, you know? Are they
0: staying in hotels? Yes. Nowadays, so, they stay in hotels. So the little kids don't have to get up early in the morning and make chonko for everybody? Like, is it a break for them, too?
1: Well, nowadays, no, they bring all of that with them. And I'm not exactly sure how it's done in the hotels, but they say nowadays they travel on a bus they used to have a train, like a, it was called the the sumo train, and it actually would be full of all the sumo people and all of their
0: stuff. Some extra engines to that one.
1: Yes. <laughs> and it would go in between regularly scheduled trains. Yeah. And it would be like solely the sumo guys train, but they switch to buses, I guess, that's more efficient. Okay. And they can go to, you know, maybe easier areas to get to, less coordination than train to a bus to whatever. Okay and they actually bring their food and stuff with them. So I'm not exactly sure where all that gets cooked, but you know, they're not practicing in the hotels. They're practicing when they're on tour in the venue. So there must be the, the kinds of places or the kinds of organizations today that support these and sponsor these events often probably have facilities they could use. If you go on the website for the JSA today, You can see they actually have a whole page where like, hey, if you're interested in sponsoring our event, here's how it flows. And here's, you know, all the things we do. And these are the kinds of organizations that we're looking for. And some of those organizations are city councils, Lions Club, Rotary Club. Mm -hmm. So those places all have common halls. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes sense that with some of the events that are being held, it's not just solely in the arena. It's probably in one of those ancillary buildings or, you know, in the same town. Oh, dinner or whatever. We feed the guys over at the
0: spaghetti dinner. Uh, over there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I imagine spaghetti dinner over <laughs> over at this place or this restaurant, or it depends, honestly. So let me get back to... Who goes on these tours? It's always the top two divisions. Okay. Because those are the celebrities that people want to see. So you will always see Jurio and you will always see Makauchi. Okay. Unless a wrestler has put in a medical leave notice, then they won't go. Okay. But it's usually every single one of those guys, and they won't take all their tsuki bitos. They'll only take one. But lots of times, those are guys that are going to be in Makushita, and some of those guys go because... They are also the ones who do the singing and the folks st- singing. And they do a number of things. So what I get is these guys, there's so much going on <laughs> behind the scenes. And so these Suki Bitos will often do a couple of things, you know. And somebody who's lower down in the ranks. Like, below Makushita, if he's a hometown boy of Mm -hmm. wherever they're going, they'll often bring him. And he'll be a Tsukibito to somebody else's who needs one. But
0: it's a working vacation for him.
1: Yes. Okay. I mean, kind of everyone's really working. Yeah. If you look at the events and kind of this exhausting day these wrestlers kind of have to have. Yeah, what does it look like? And in the package of events, they have... You know, a little bit of mix and match. You could do this and you could do that. But this is this is the traditional package, but it can also be switched up. Meaning it can be a rotary event and they're like, we don't want to do this, but we'd like to do more of this. L- one thing. Let's to have less hair cutting ceremony and let's have more of this. Or actually a private citizen can actually host, host a jung
0: So you're saying whoever's donating... Mm-hmm. Can then pick a package that they want from well, the JSA. Yeah, say, it's mostly like the... one haircut, well, and four bouts of sumo and one karaoke. It's piece. not
1: exactly that. It's just that they lay out the menu kind of, of this is the day of the events, this is how it's going to go, but we can spend a little bit extra time here if you want, or if you want a little extra time, a little a more in-ho time, or a little more local boy, we'll, like, we'll have him sit in and get his hair done, or, you know, there's lots of ways that they can kind of customize the package oh. to the sponsor. Oh. But all in all, it pretty much runs like a well-oiled machine. By the way, they leave the day before, Okay. and then they have to be put up in a hotel, and then the next morning it starts with 8 a.m. taiko drumming, and that summons everyone to announce that the venue is opening, and that's uh, Yobidashi, I think, that does the taiko drumming. Everyone has a purpose, and also the doyos sometimes in these event places have to go and be built so, I was just
0: going to ask, are they on, you know, like these plastic doyos that we see around in America?
1: Well, they used to do it outside. And the weather would, if there was a lot of rain, would affect the doyo. Mm-hmm. And it would be uneven and unsafe. So now they have a company that goes around, sets it up pretty quick, but it is like a pre-made doyo. It has a clay top, but you can look on the side. There's kind of like a... there's like brown muslin that kind of goes around the side of it really? but it looks like a doyo yeah huh. and those guys go venue to venue as well so huh. it's a whole thing
0: it's like a rock concert movable floor exactly
1: it's major logistics okay well wow. lots of logistics so 8 a.m taiko drumming yeah okay at 8 30 makushita and below so whoever's there from makushita and below is doing their morning practice so people who get there at 8 o'clock can immediately start seeing the morning practice. Okay. okay? And so they are actually training. They kind of say it like, especially the top two levels, when they show up to practice, they're not there to get injured. They're there to kind of train, but it's like a safer training. Now, I do think that they, you know, if you've got a chance, like Takakesho or um, Wakatakakage was just saying in the news he was enjoying the tour because he was able to go to morning practice on tour and spar with Takakesho, and he has dreams to be a Nozeki, so this is an opportunity for him to spar with Takakesho. But overall, these morning practice sessions are sometimes a little bit more gentle and more of an exhibition than it would be like real hardcore practice that being said people do hurt themselves on tours you know so mm-hmm. anything can happen i guess it's probably up to up to the wrestler and what their kind of feeling is about yeah. about this yeah but you've also seen some of these videos of like Hakaho just like brutally <laughs> like training pra- somebody training else. somebody else and yeah. the other guy does look pretty beat up like if it's anho or whatever yeah. <laughs> so i do think there's an element of that if that happens on the day that's ha- that's happening on the day but overall, they tend to be a little bit more um, careful, especially in an exhibition type of format in front of people. So
0: it's an it's an opportunity for the audience to watch them train yeah. and to watch some great matches at the same time, but to right. see how an actual training session might run. Right.
1: And it runs like it would in the stable where the guys, the young guys come in first. Mm-hmm. They practice first. And then after that, the makauchi, the, the jirio and makauchi guys go. And in, in this in this way, on the tour, the Jurio guys are there to fight the guys in the top, or the top level. Okay. They are trying to get any chance they can get to fight anybody above them. So there's that element, too, on tour. Hey, this is a chance. I want to bump up to Makauchi. I've got all these guys I could possibly wrestle with. So it's an opportunity for these guys as well to get more experience, especially if they're in Jurio, feeling out all these guys in the top division. To get but more experience so and your rank
0: doesn't depend on the outcome right yeah you just that's get... really the beauty of
1: it yeah yeah after everybody's kind of practiced everybody goes away has a little cleanup session after that and the local wrestler bouts happen in front of the audience. So this is like they had morning practice, but now the audience has come in and now they do what kind of looks like a tournament, sort of. Okay. And this is kind of a little bit of mixture of bouts of local guy that you might see, a Makushita kid you, you might see, the lower ranks, um, but some little stars, a lot up and comers along the way. But sprinkled between all of that, you could have the sumo jinku, jinkyu, which is the the singing
0: the okay. folklore,
1: the folk singing, okay, and that's done by the the younger guys. Yeah, the young guys. It's okay. never going to be done unless it's like Ikioi's hometown. It will only be done by the lower ranked guys, who are in turn somebody else at Suki Bito. You okay. know, <laughs> yeah, the ones with the good voices. And you might also see or a hairdressing ceremony. You might see that demonstration. And you also, amongst all of this, would see the yokozuna tsuna tying demonstration. So there's bouts, demonstrations, more bouts, demonstrations, leading up to a jirio doyo-iri. And that's when all the jirio guys come in and they've got their whole mawashi's on, their kesha mawashi's on. After that, makauchi and the yokozuna doyo-iri and all of that. So it kind of progresses like a normal day of tournament tournament competition but in between a little bit of show here and a little bit of show there they often have a shokiri which is the uh which is the comedic you know they would start out the beginning of the day with the comedic of this these are all the things you're not supposed to do Mm -hmm. in sumo and they have been doing that since the Edo period Mm -hmm. so some of these things with the taiko drumming and all of that stuff that goes back way 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 many years even to when they used to be small stables that mm-hmm. were just touring around mm-hmm. and then of course the day ends with the bow twirling ceremony just like a normal competition day and then they get on the bus and they go to the next touring place they they go and they sleep overnight and then they start the very next morning at 8 a.m doing the same exact thing now some of these tours are five days to nine days some of these tours are like 12 days now Ooh. Some of these, they're not every single day. Mm -hmm. Um, So there there will be a day or two that's not scheduled. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's pretty intense, you know, these tours. And I guess I didn't realize just how much travel, how much time on the road this was.
0: Yeah, and... Are there donor like thank you parties in there I'm, as well? Yeah. Which would then take up your evening?
1: I imagine, especially if you're the high ranked wrestlers. I'm sure yeah. Yokozunas and Ozekis get, you know, their evenings wined and dined. Come
0: meet my daughter. Well, right. <laughs> Right. I have been a member of your fan club for years. Here's my daughter. <laughs> yes. She loves the sumo wrestlers. Right. It's got to be an expensive thing to put on.
1: I mean 270 wrestlers yeah. plus the doyo plus the yobidashi the y- plus the planning. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's a big venture.
1: Yeah. And the people that do all the logistics, if I didn't say this before, are the gyogis. Again, oh. another responsibility of the gyoji. So if it does not fall in a, if it does not go well, you know who to blame.
0: And they'll be writing a letter <laughs> to the JSA saying, I did not think of X, Y, and Z. I, I did must not ask them, where the, Yeah. Did not ask them where the bathrooms were. There were not enough bathrooms for the size of the crowd.
1: Yeah. But you know, one of the interesting little fun facts about when they described this is the menu of things that will happen during the day. They did give a little bit of history of the taiko drumming, which I wanted to mention real quick. Sure. Before the JSA existed, there was an organization called the Sumo Kaisho. And the taiko drumming was used as a signal to call all of the stable masters when there was something to discuss. And that often happened at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. What? I know. That's what it says. It would happen in the middle of the night.
0: Poor Stable pastors. I know. Can you imagine just if somebody bang, was drawing outside your door, like, come meet." It's 3 a.m. Well,
1: why couldn't it just be like 5 or 6 in the morning? But then again, that's when Jeez. sumo starts. So for the practice, for the young guys getting up,
0: you know? So um, can't they have a meeting after breakfast? <laughs> if I was in charge, that's what I would do. I would say, get your I workout know. in, eat your breakfast, then we'll talk. Yeah. That's nuts. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Actually, I
1: would sleep through it. I would, too. But if these are loud taiko, they are very loud drums. You know, everything is a symbol of something else. Everything has purpose. And everything is curated down to the second. I'm just hoping one day I can make it to one of these cool things. Mm -hmm. Because... Even into the beginning, you know, when they open the doors, there are wrestlers that will stand there and shake your hands. That is standard tour menu stuff. You know, you walk in, you shake hands, the baby holding ceremony, all of that, that happens It's on w- the menu. It is. Well, it wasn't on the official menu, but when you look at the, uh, the photo ops from yeah. like April's and like June's of last year, you see a day in there where there's a doyo iri with babies. Yeah. So it's a popular item on the menu, I think.
0: Well, it seems like it is an opportunity to get close to a yeah. rikishi. Yeah. And that's... there aren't that many opportunities to do that. Right. If this happened in America, you know that there would be one of those, you know, at the carnival, the things that you like, yeah. do the hammer. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the strength the, test. Yeah. And then the thing goes up in the air yeah. and goes ding, ding, ding. If you hit the bell at the top, you know there would be that kind of stuff at yeah. a sumo tour. Yeah. Yeah. All the strongman carnival things that we could think of would all be there.
1: Yeah. That'd be amazing.
0: Yeah. there's Arm always, wrestling. We yeah. would have arm wrestling. Well, there's always
1: kitty sumo, you know? Okay. Yeah. So there are tons of kids at these events because yeah. with the baby day and the kids sumo, there it's it's really for, yeah, growing have,
0: the sport. Do they have to throw the baseball at the target and dunk the sumo wrestler <laughs> in the water thing? I would pay for that. I would too. I would
1: 100% pay for it. <laughs> It's a pretty neat thing. But when you think about, though, the amount of days these guys are on the year. Yep. Uh, did I say that? I said that wrong. The amount of days of the year they're on the road, it's crazy. Just think about yep. that other event where, like, what was it? Where they're wearing the big pink uh, Star trek outfits. Yeah. At and, the they're, shrine and they're throwing. throwing seeds or pennies or whoever to the audience. <laughs> I don't know. Beans. Beans. Flower peas, petals. I don't know. We don't have we, any idea. I think it's... Toffee. I think it's magic beans. But... That's like another thing. And there's always a festival for these people to go to. Like when do they see their families? It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. They
0: are always busy, the obligation well, and if to the public and sponsors yes, is and insane. If Giselle can't handle it with Tom Brady. <sighs> How are these wives handling it? I don't know. I do not know. I, Unless they I go on tour. Wondered, well, I doubt they but go you on know, tour with the husband. Well, maybe sure Hakuho le- got his own room, but maybe everybody but else sure. is housed four to a yeah, double I, bed. I, I'm sure they are leaving the kids <laughs> and the wives at home, and it's just all the boys going on tour. And I that's imagine. part of the reason that it's so hard to leave the sumo world because yeah. you hair cutting ceremonies and do everything with these right. guys right. who are probably your best best of friends right
1: now you know why that one week after a basho is so precious to them yeah that is they
0: really get to rest only week yeah yeah the other thing that i really like about the tours is there's an opportunity for you to get really close to these wrestlers right and so a lot of people will show up and they can sit on the front row right around the doyo when they have not been able to do that in tokyo right chris sumo just he A short time ago, he posted a video of Wakataka Kage getting his hair done. And he looked like, it looked like he was on the front row.
1: Wow. Like he was
0: as close as you could possibly get is what it looked like. And I thought, oh, he went to a sumo tour and he got up close and personal to see these guys. Right. How cool for him.
1: Yeah. That was amazing, I'm sure. Yeah. So that hopefully gave you a little bit of an idea of what Jung-yo was all about.
0: I am going to talk about something similar and yet different that just took place this week. There was a two-day fan event entitled Grand Sumo that took place at the Kokuki-Con. kokuki yes. and it
1: looked like... The one place I wanted to be this week.
0: Yes. And I can only report on this because so many fans went and posted things (laughs) on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube. And I have spent so much good social media uh, this week. I have spent this entire week online watching it all come through and just reliving it. I'm going to tell you what that event was and the highlights for me from watching across the globe. Okay. Now, I'm sure if I was there in person, I would have had different highlights. I know I would have. But First of all, this fan event was supposed to take place in August 2020 between wow. the Olympics and the Paralympic Games. Oh. It was planned for then. but well, that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. Then there was a pandemic. COVID. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> COVID happened. And so it had to be postponed. A similar event took place uh, in 2005. 17 wow. years ago. That was the last time this happened. Why do they do it like once every... Well, it was supposed to be... 15 years? E- yeah, every 15 years.
1: So the next time we can well go to who one knows? of these is like in, in 15, 15 years? I'm hoping,
0: <laughs> I'm hoping that because we Will all I loved it so much... Will I be able to play ping pong? I know, I and know. How by then? Yeah, but just imagine in 2005... This Fan Appreciation Day was held back when Asa Shoryu was winning tournaments right and left. Kota Oshu had just become the first European Ozeki. Goeta was making his debut. Like That was the world of sumo. Wow. So it has changed a lot, but... The feel of this... I'm just going to call it Sumo-Con, because that's it really is what it was. It is a Sumo-Con, yeah. It was a Sumo-Con. Like, it was the Comic-Con of the Sumo, sumo world. Yeah, world. I love that. Okay, so the breakdown... That would have been
1: it, better on those t-shirts than those weird
0: ones that we they saw. They had really <laughs> strange t-shirts that the Oyakata were wearing it that looked, looked like, like they were done by
1: children. Uh, yeah. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's a little girl's shirt, but whatever. I, I
0: don't really know. They were white, and they just had Sumo written on them. It looked like in crayon. It was they very awful. uncomfortable. Odd. Yeah. Yeah, and all of them, like some of them, had shirts underneath, like business shirts underneath. Some of the wrestlers were wearing them below. You could, they, it's just so strange. Other than to that see. mild
1: hiccup, it looked pretty cool. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's just so strange to see these big, powerful sumo wrestlers with really odd, like like wearing like odd t shirts. It looked like a floral font. It looked like it looked like they had all gone to Florida and their grandchildren had bought them a t shirt, like a beach t shirt. Yeah, that was. like supposed to say my granddad is in sumo but it just said sumo (laughs) it was very weird okay but other than that the whole event looked to be hugely popular the whole event began of course with taiko drumming followed by a beautiful traditional song sung by
1: ikkyoi
0: Ikkyoi. I The Velvet Voice of Sumo. We got to hear Ikioi again. Yeah. It was really wonderful. He was backed up by these two like Sumo cheerleaders doing something behind him. I don't know. It must have been some traditional song that other people were a part of. I don't really know the history. I can't tell you any of that. All I know is that the song was beautiful. It was followed by this very effective video of Sumo, uh, current wrestlers, historical wrestlers, retired Yokozuna. It was a super effective video that they showed. And then all these wrestlers, maybe like 15 or 20 current wrestlers, came out on the stage with some oyakata and and a big speech was made, but nobody was listening to a word that the speaker said because... All of the fans were simply taking video of their favorite Rikashi just standing there (laughs) awkwardly for at least five minutes i mean there's so much really wonderful video of just like somebody looking at hoshoryu in his glasses yeah. just standing there awkwardly and then just like moving to shodai who's standing there with his hands clasped in front of him like a college professor for and not doing a thing but people are
1: just so it's enamored just sumo wrestlers on display like yes. in the wild yes
0: yes like yeah, it is like a they're wild not, sighting of a sumo wrestler. Yeah,
1: they're not in ceremony, they're not walking no, around, they're, they're just, just ambling through yeah, and in their
0: yukata yeah. and they all look beautiful yeah. in their yukata and strong and and then, you know, you watch them long enough, and you start to go, "Well, wow, yukata really are slimming." Like yeah, they look, they look good. Slim. They do look they good. Look really, yeah. wonderful. So thank you for all of the people who uploaded all those long, awkward videos <laughs> of just watching your favorite favorites. They were not garbage videos. They, they were, were not incredible. They were fabulous because we got to see them like, like lean a... over to each other and make a joke and then start yeah. to laugh, but not really laugh, right. or just like stare off into the into the dark gymnasium and just fly on the wall. Just sumo. nothing. Yeah. Just do nothing. It's like, oh, my God, that is what Hoshori looks like when he's not trying to scare someone else. Like, he just is kind of like a geeky. Yeah, he's just a nice guy. Yeah. And they're friends. Oh, it's really wonderful. Anyway, so after that, they choreographed it really well. All these rikishi came around. I don't know what they were. Again, I don't know. I don't know the history. I don't know the tradition, but they looked like large drums filled with some sort of liquid. I don't know, water, sake. I don't know what it was. So they they all went around these drums and then the announcer cried, Yoisho! And they all struck drums with a hammer. Liquid went everywhere. They all laughed and they giggled and the game was on. The whole event started, okay? So this event was just for fans to get up close and personal with their favorite wrestler. That was the whole thing. That was it. it. And to make some new Guinness world records. Right. Okay. Right. Two records came through. The first one, the first one came through in translation as the most handshakes to be made in a minute. And I was very confused by that (laughs) because I thought, are there hundreds of people lined up for a handshake and Hakaho, Mitakiyumi, and Tarina Fuji are going to like go down the line and shake hands as fast as possible? Or was it like a high five? Right. Can you high five? Does that qualify for handshake? If you have everybody in a single file line, then you feasibly could. Yes. You could do way more than they did if right. that way. Anyway, the translation was fixed after a while. And... Those of us across the world in the U.S. found out, oh, no, it's who can make the most Tagata. Oh,
1: handprints. Handprints. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I saw that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So vying for the title were those three men. The current record for most Tagata to be made in a minute was 85. Wow. Teren Afuji tried valiantly. He had a smile on his face. He looked very cool. He was okay. sport, like he looked really beautiful and he was sporty. you know, that cool face that he makes sometimes yeah. that's very James Bond. Yeah, he's very serious. Like, yeah. oh my God, yeah. he looked He like, took the challenge mm. seriously. He did. He looked cool and in charge, but he was hampered by a very slow page mover on oh, his team. So. Who could not move the papers fast well, enough. Well,
1: that's like luge, you know?
0: You have your- you got to have driver your team in the back. And then you
1: have to have your team in the back. Yeah, and if, somebody with so really
0: big thighs right. and cleats on but behind you. But if they're not you. fast,
1: then it doesn't matter what the driver does. That's right.
0: So he tried, but he was hampered by a teammate. Mitake Yumi, I didn't see any footage of Mitake Yumi <laughs> trying, so he must have just gotten five out there and then given up. I don't know what happened to Mitake Yumi. We won't even go there. Because Hakaho then sat down and approached this competition like he does everything. He was there to win it. And his paper movers looked like they had practiced for hours. They were just like, the music began. I bet they actually had. Probably. Hakuho stamped his hand into ink and onto paper so fast. It was like lightning. It was like a blur. <laughs> and the man, oh, she dashed, hand printed, however you want to say it, 104 times. With one hand? With did did one he do hand? Double hand. Same hand. Okay, same hand. To take the Guinness book wow. of world records and he even ended with this really flashy high five hand yeah. way up in the air only so he could i know i'm gonna give him the technique award of this fan festival simply because of the photo flash finish yeah. on this guinness wasn't world it like 104 104 wow so he blew away the last do record you think of it was 85. rigged um i don't know <laughs> i don't know Uh, Fuji. It could be some match fixing here Well, like I said, I don't think Taron Fuji was there to win it I think he was there to have a good time And he sort of laughed when the page turner couldn't quite get it going Whereas Haka, I mean, you could tell I mean, he was like, if you do not get this right I'm just going to do a half of one And I'm just going to keep going until you catch up with me That was his attitude He did great We also, our second Guinness record was the most people to do Chico all at once. Oh, yes. The old record was 250 people. But this record was blasted by over 400 people that did Chico together. Honestly, and honestly, the best part of this competition, other than, like, we got to watch them all stretch... Hakaho and all the oyakata led this you know big group of people in into stretching and like leaning forward with their legs wide mm-hmm. and that was really fun because we got to listen to the audience gasp you know when Hakaho went like face down between his legs in a really wide split and the whole audience went oh my god <laughs> like that was really cool but honestly my very favorite was they had all of the rikishi in the front few rows to do the right, shiko to with to everybody else Okay. And they all had to pull up their yukata to do the oh. shiko right. And we got to see their underwear that they wear <laughs> underneath the yukata, which are these long shorts that look like boxer shorts.
1: Yeah, they're white. No, Well, I saw some blue ones. Because I've seen some cotton ones. It's like kind of like a onesie looking like thing. It's like an undershirt, but it's like loose cotton. And then the- all I
0: saw was the bottom. I don't okay. know. They were okay. like shorts. They were like old-fashioned boxer shorts to yes. me. Yeah, that's and what they I called. did not know oh. that that's what they wore underneath yeah, the yukata. See, you sometimes see them
1: wandering around the heia in that.
0: And the shorts, yeah, I never knew that the shorts went underneath the yukata. I don't know. I'd never thought about what was. I maybe I thought I, they went. Commando. I didn't put it together. I, I just
1: was like, why do they all kind of have this like. At white outfit, like old man kind of something grandpa would have worn or yeah. something. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. But then I was like, it must be for some reason. But for some reason, I had not put that together. I was like, is this like the sumo jammies? I think you they know? are like sumo undies. Sumo undies, but they're. I always thought they were kind of like sumo jammies, like lounge wear. You know, like maybe you could they lounge... are sumo
0: jammies. <laughs> let's let's rename them sumo jammies. <laughs> I had only gotten as far as fundoshi which go underneath the keshimawashi. Right. Right? And I had not- Because that. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> and I had not, well, I just didn't think that they were wearing fundoshi underneath the yukata. I just had not thought about it. It had not even entered my like consciousness. Like Scottish. Who knows? I, yeah. It could have been- Like a kilt. They could have been- It could have been going commando. commando. But now I know that they are not- That would be wildly chaotic during a joint chico. Well, well, if they were doing this competition right. only, in, maybe they wore them only for this competition, and they normally do go commando <laughs> underneath the yukata. But see, this is well, the joyous the questions. wind. The wind
1: can blow these things. out. I imagine they're wearing something underneath them. That's my. That's my. I imagine it's those things, grandpa jammies. The sumo I'm jammies. amazed
0: that nobody. I guess I'm amazed that nobody wears tidy whiteies under there.
1: I know they do have them because there was like a. A day uh, that I saw of all the guys on tour and they had gotten to like a local river. It was like Ichinojo and then like two other wrestlers and two of them were wearing boxer briefs and Ichinojo was wearing actual boxers. So I was like, all right, well, they must have just taken off their huh. yukata and then gone in the water probably. So who
0: was wearing the boxer briefs? Well, is that allowed? I did not see any boxer briefs under these yukata; only boxers.
1: I do. This is just the stuff we'll never know. But I would like to know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I really would like to know. Sumo anyway, jammies or boxer briefs? Sumo jammies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was just the beginning of the fun for somebody like me. We got to see so many people play the game of push over the rikishi during this fan event we got to see oho aoyama ichinojo tochinoshin tamawashi taking on small japanese ladies in the game of push the wrestler (laughs) over as expected the sumo wrestlers did not budge at all when being pushed and all they had to do was widen their hands quickly and the ladies fell right into them (laughs) to give them a hug and to quote unquote lose right
1: that's, that I would have just signed up for the hug I'd just be like I'm gonna come at you full force hug just a hug so just I'm not even gonna try to knock you over I just want a full force hug I just hug. thought That's it was brilliant
0: it was like feign a loss to win a hug that is exactly what I would have done yeah and I'm all for it yeah and I just thought it was hilarious that only ladies were doing that I did not see one man play the game of push the wrestler over only women. Who were the people? Wasn't like Ura playing ping pong? Yes. So Ura was playing ping pong. Terence was playing ping pong. And what I loved about this is that you still see their style come through, even in the ping pong. Mm -hmm. Like they would allow someone to take them on for a bit. And then they would just go in with a like a all just like a Serena Williams type move (laughs) at the ping pong table (laughs) to smack someone down. It was it was amazing. That's awesome. I saw a video of somebody who took Ura on and did one of those moves against him. And he he tried to get out of the way quickly doing one of his Ura type moves, but didn't quite make it. He looked shocked. It was awesome. We got to see Wakamoto Haru and several others surrounded again by ladies who were playing him an old maid. He just giggled along right with them. And Hako was playing chess. And Old Maid. I saw him both at the Old Maid and at the chess table. He was taking the chess very seriously. Right. I will say. All business, per usual. We got to see kiddos, ladies, throwing salt into the ring. They could not step on the ring, but they could... they could like stand on the side of the ring and throw salt in. um, We got to see women wearing Gyoji outfits, putting the outfit actually on. I thought there was like a dressing a Gyoji demonstration type of thing. Well, they had a demonstration and you could get into the outfit and learn how they move the fan and how they move in and out around the ring. Like you could get A class from a Gyoji about how they move in the Gyoji outfit that they had put together for this. I think I would
1: have been just another one of the crazy ladies at this event.
0: I would have lost (laughs) just one of the many. (laughs) I would have. I don't know where I would have turned because you could go into a room and do calligraphy. It's like a a grown-up Chuck E.
1: Cheese. There's like it's like a grown-up sumo here. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You could get And there was chanko, there was chanko everywhere. competition. There was chanko nabe. You could get mochi made by these guys. You could get uh gyoza made by uh sumo wrestlers. Like special smoothies that were grown from a farm uh from this guy <laughs> whose son is a sumo wrestler. Like everything was sumo connected. But
1: but you could buy chanko from like each stable had their own yes. special chanko recipe. Yes. And the audience would go with pay Five bucks or whatever for the chonko, we'll eat it and then they would try somebody else's, then they would vote. Yes, and I can't remember, I did have that in the news for a hot second, but I would just remember that like Hakos did not win, <laughs> it was like Tatsunami or somebody <laughs> like that. It had like a, I, I'll have to look it up real quick.
0: Yeah, look it up and see who won. They were there were auctions of like sumo art that, that people had, you could get special merchandise that was only available at this fan event they're just ricochee hanging out in the halls to give you an autograph to to take a picture with you it was so so cool did you find out who the winner was i did and it was it says
1: the uh the mutsu uh mutsubea mutsu i like what stable is that mutsu must be
0: a stable of cooks Because Never heard of the mutsu.
1: I haven't either. Well, there were five stables that competed, and um, they won Chanko Yoko, Yokozuna.
0: Chanko Yokozuna. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. And it was a miso soy sauce flavored Chanko. Now, also Hakaku's room, um, mm. they had one. Kasugana had a soy sauce dumpling flavor. Miyagino. Miyagino. They had a salt butter flavor. Ooh, yum. And Kashiyama room, which was pork. Well, pork bone, pork boy. pork boy, which is pork bone soy sauce flavor yeah oh yeah and it costs 500 yen
0: yeah oh my god so you
1: could taste a little bit of every everything so and
0: like some of these wrestlers were out there in like in the tent Putting the chonko in the bowl for you. I saw a video of Takayasu handing out food at And then he probably did
1: that washed his hands and then he went and did karaoke. Yes. Daisha did karaoke.
0: The highlight. I don't know if this is the highlight, but one of the things I most enjoyed about watching this footage from across the world was the karaoke. Yes. And I don't know how many people were watching it because the audience was, you know, all in black, but it seemed to be a lot. Occasionally, they would like give you shots of the audience, and everybody had their phone up in the air. There is with no the light. Mo- on. By the way, there's
1: no Mutsu stable. That it must a be like Must stable. be it. Must be like a translation of somebody. What is the Mutsu stable? I don't know. I, that must just be weird translation. I'm gonna get to the bottom. of Okay, this. you get
0: to the bottom of this while I talk <laughs> about the karaoke contest. I don't know if this was a contest or not, but. It was a veritable who's who of yeah. the singers in the sumo world. The first piece I saw was from Oh No Show. And I would say he is an up and coming singer. Yeah. He looked so sweet and angelic a, in his a yellow. Deep, vel-
1: like velvety voice. Well,
0: I wouldn't call it deep and velvety. I would call his higher because he was the mm. only one that sang okay. in a really beautiful falsetto this time. I
1: think I must have fast forwarded.
0: Fast forwarded through that. Oh. I just got
1: the intro in and okay, I was like, I'm was on low. to...
0: No, the intro was low, but then he <laughs> got high. He looked really beautiful in his yellow chrysanthemum. Got, uh, my only problem with Onosho oh is he's a shuffler when he sings. Yeah, he's not he goes, grounded. Yeah, he goes back and forth and back and forth and back. And forth. But the really wonderful thing about Onosho oh is not only his falsetto, but the fact that he bites his lower lip when he smiles after he's done singing. And it's just adorable. It is just simply adorable. But I would say he was upstaged by Ikioi in his white t-shirt with sumo written on it wearing lopsided sunglasses but singing yes, yeah. but singing beautifully. Yes. He's very grounded when he sings and he was leading the audience with a hand waving. <laughs> there was no shuffling. He even removed his shades for verse 2.
1: Oh yeah, he had power. He's drama. He's drama. Yeah,
0: he's all drama. He's all drama and and, and beautiful. I mean, there was passion behind every word of his song, Mm -hmm. and I have to say, I've missed him singing.
1: I just miss seeing him. I just love Ikioi.
0: (sighs) Okay, but then Takayasu got up, and he did this. I don't know what the song was, but it it reminded me of a slow Elvis. Like 50s song. Yeah. It was really beautiful. Yeah. It was lovely. It was effortless. He just has a beautiful baritone. And he seems very calm. He's he just not nervous. And he occasionally smiles and he has that one dimple that comes in that makes yeah. the girls all swoon when he smiles. Yeah. yeah. It's really, really adorable. Yeah. Okay. And then there was a group number. A whole bunch of people sang together, which is okay, but I kind of fast forward through that one. A Yobidashi sang. He did a great job. You know he'll be the hot yobidashi of the future. Everybody had their phones out; they were all waving at him. Oh, wait, didn't an oyakata go? Yep, didn't an oyakata he went. Had oyakata. I, I, I fast I didn't really care. Oh, <laughs> I I watched
1: that one because I was like, I never I never see him sing, and I and he he had a lovely voice. Oh, I see, was like, you know, it makes sense. There's got to be oyakata who are really good because they came up in the same tradition. They've been true. doing
0: karaoke forever. That is true. And it, he was great. He was passionate, too. Yep, yes. Short guy, really passionate. And I was like, all right, you bring it, it Oyakata. Everyone, though, was upstaged, in my humble opinion, by Waka Haru who sang some kind of rock and hard guitar number that had him bouncing and smiling on stage. He was the only one that got the audience clapping along. He was the only one that ran out into the audience, gave someone in the audience a high five. He was doing fingers straight up in the air, just like (laughs) Freddie Mercury. (laughs) He loved it. I loved it. I had no idea the man could sing. I have to give him the showmanship award of the 2022 Fan Festival just for that performance. Just in general. He has flair, and I love the flair. As I said before, there was special merchandise on sale at the Coco Key Nobody took pictures of it, as far as I can tell. <laughs> no one was as excited about the merchandise as they were about just meeting their yeah. favorite wrestler. Yeah. And that's really the joy that came through from all the way across the world, that people were so thrilled just to... Just to get to stand next to and maybe even touch their favorite all time sumo wrestler and meet them in the flesh and be up and close and personal with them. Yeah. And I have to say, if I was anywhere in Japan, I would have been there.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll have to set our calendars for about 15 years from now because we (laughs) are going. I don't care. We are going. There's a second pandemic. I am going ahead anyway. I will play ping pong with Ura. I will sing karaoke with, by that time, Oyakata Takayasu. There you go. <laughs> there
0: you go. So we have this to look forward to. And Tamawashi to. will still be wrestling. He will still be baking. Right. He will still be wrestling and still be winning. Hakaho will still be... Earning Guinness World Records and wowing the audience with his center splits, center stage. And I will love every damn second of it. Yeah, me too. Uh, It was a highlight for the week. And I hope y'all don't mind us just going down the fan event rabbit hole because it was truly fun. And if I haven't mentioned something that you saw on the boards and you absolutely loved, let me know about it because maybe I've missed it. Send me a hot video of it. And uh, I'll love you for it. I'll love you for it forever. I think that's it today. That is. Yeah. Thank you all so much for listening. Um, if you get a chance, hit us up with a, a review here and there. Yeah. Thank you. Wherever you listen. That would be awesome. To all of our donors,
1: by the way. Thank yeah. you again. Yeah.
0: And if you want to be a donor, you can always go to coffee.com slash Sumo Kaboom. Coffee as in K-O-F-I. That's right. And if you can't swing that, no big deal. Thanks for listening. Listening. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Until next week, I'm Leslie. And I'm Laurie. See y'all
1: later. Bye. Bye.